Hello and welcome to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer, a series featuring conversations with experts to share recent market developments, key insights and strategic inputs from around the globe. In each episode, we cut through the noise to bring practical advice and macro research on today's shifting economic and market landscape. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast and refer to www.juliusbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further important legal information prior to listening to this podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Beyond Markets by Julius Bear. My name is Kelly. I am the Deputy Head of Research for Asia and I'm joined by Sabrina from our FX desk. Hi, Sabrina. Thanks for joining us. Hello, Kelly. Thank you for having me. Okay, so today we're going to talk about a very important asset class. That's the US dollar. It affects a lot of other stuff. But before asking Sabrina about her opinions on that, let's take a little recap of what happened just about a year ago. I remember a year ago, Chinese New Year, there was this virus that's going around. Nobody really knew what was happening. And then this whole crazy sell-off happened from the peaks on the 19th of February till the 23rd of March. And that was such an aggressive, aggressive peak to trough for. So since the 23rd of March till where we have today, it was the rally of everything, literally. Except for, obviously, the dollar. And it's a really important asset class. So maybe, you know, in the craziness of it all, Sabrina, maybe you could just give a recap in that one year, how did the dollar do? Thank you, Kelly. I can't believe it's been one year. Mm. So before we talk about the dollar in 2021, it may be worthwhile to take a look at what happened and how it performed in 2020 and whether the factors that drove its performance will continue in 2021. As we all know, 2020 was truly the unprecedented year in more ways than one. Yeah, indeed. Financial markets saw great upheaval in March as it became clear that the coronavirus was not just another flu. So as panic spread across asset classes, markets sold off as investors tried to hold on to whatever safe haven assets they could get their hands on. Needless to say, the US dollar, traditionally the safe haven asset, saw a big rally in March. Okay, actually, I I have to check you there, right? Because I, I looked at the charts, the dollar actually had a huge bid until about maybe May, and then it started to decline. So what do you think will happen to the dollar from today onwards? So as central banks and governments across the world step in with various monetary measures to try and calm financial markets, we saw some order return, and I must say a very swift recovery in sentiment. Mm. After that brief spike in dollar in March, it actually spent the rest of the year grinding lower, and the dollar index ended the year even lower than where it started. So short dollars was probably one of the most crowded FX trades of FX of 2020. Julius Baer believes that in 2021, a broadening global economic recovery and a return of risk appetite will weigh on the US dollar. So as countries around the world gradually get vaccinated and their economies rebound from the fallout of lockdowns, the attractiveness of US dollar as a safe haven asset will fade. Okay, so not so attractive to hold King Dollar now. 2021 also saw a really marked change of some scenes, especially in politics. So we can tell Joe Biden takes over as the US president. Uh And with all of the stimulus that he's trying to do, how do you think that's going to impact the dollar? So on the fiscal front, with the Democrats controlling both the House and the Senate, 
the US President Joe Biden actually wants to push for aggressive stimulus. Mm. A staggering $1.9 trillion stimulus package is actually currently being debated, not too long after $900 billion that was doled out in December. A lot of money. Yeah. So one of the risks of flooding the market with too much stimulus is inflation and overheating of the economy. As inflation starts to creep into the economy, it may result in the Fed having to taper their stimulus and eventually raise interest rates. Alright, so lots of money printing to help the economy, but that makes the dollars sort of like in oversupply and anything that is in excess supply typically falls, which is what we are what we are saying, right, for the rest of this year. But you know, we haven't talked about the Fed yet. Why can't the all-powerful Fed help a previously all-powerful US dollar? So market participants actually watch central bank rhetoric and policies very closely for clues on future policy action. So far, the Fed has been very dovish in 2021. The chairman, Jay Powell, has expressed his commitment to a very accommodative monetary policy and the interest rates will remain low for as long as it needs to be. Of course, how a currency performs is not as simplistic as where the interest rates are, but intuitively, a low interest rate simply makes it much less attractive to hold the dollars. The job market is also being closely watched by the Fed, with employment being nowhere close to where they would like it to be, the hurdle for raising interest rates is likely to be very high. Okay, but are you sure this is going to be the case for the Fed and the dollar? I think something like this happened about eight years ago with a man called Ben Bernanke. Yes. You know, he talked about scaling back a lot of his monetary stimulus. Can you, can you remind us what happened then? I think you're referring to the taper tantrum. So back in 2013... Fears that the Fed could start tapering their massive asset purchases from the 2008 global financial crisis actually spooked the market. This resulted in a sell-off in the bonds and a rally in the dollar. You could argue that the situation is slightly different now, with the Fed using an average inflation targeting regime, which means inflation could be running above 2% for a while before they actually act. But inflation data is something definitely to be watched closely, as it could actually be one of the factors that derail the US dollar bears. If you had followed currency markets closely, we actually saw a rally of the dollar in January this year, tracking the rise in the US Treasury yields. So the US 10-year yields will likely be closely watched by the market and will determine the short-term direction of the US dollar for the next one to three months. So other indicators that you'll watch out for will be those that reflect the strength of the US economic recovery, for example, retail sales. So where can we be wrong? So we think it's going to go down. What can really change the direction of the US dollar? What can save it from this decline? So I think the most immediate and obvious threat to the US dollar bears will be if the COVID-19 situation, for whatever reason, suddenly takes a turn for the worse. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> so far, markets have been quite optimistic with vaccination rollouts, but we could have curveballs thrown our way. For example, if a mutation of the virus renders the current vaccines ineffective. If we see a replay of the financial markets in March 2020, the US dollar as a safe haven asset could be back in favour again. Alternatively, on the other end of the spectrum, if the US is way ahead of the rest of the world in terms of vaccination rollout and economic recovery, it could attract a disproportionate amount of capital into the US as their recovery and profitability outpaces the other economies. Alright, so this, this can be a little bit confusing for some listeners. How can the dollar go up when things are bad or when people are scared? but also go up when things are rosy or things are looking good. I mean, it sounds you know, like an oxymoron, right? Exactly. But you may have heard of the dollar smile theory. According to this theory, the US dollar, like a smile, 
outperforms at both ends of the spectrum, in very good times and in very bad times. On the other hand, if we see a middle ground where there is a global recovery of economies and risk appetite, investors may look to cyclical currencies like the Aussie or Swedish krona, or to currencies which offer a more attractive yield advantage, for example, the Chinese yuan. Okay, so, uh, you know, we talk about the Chinese yuan and the dollar smile. I'm not sure if the dollar is going to smile when we talk about, you know, a next other superpower that's coming on board. So headlines about the digital yuan have been popping up everywhere. Maybe you can tell us a little bit more about this particular currency. Okay, so way before COVID-19 and this huge leap in digital adoption, China was already on the forefront of the digital payment technology. So electronic payments via QR codes and smartphones have been ubiquitous in China for the past decade. But the digital yuan is slightly different from using a digital wallet. While making a payment from your Alipay e-wallet sidesteps the banking system, because it runs through the tech firm Alibaba, the digital yuan is actually issued by the Central Bank of China and represents a liability of the Central Bank. Okay, wait, wait. So you're saying... This is all already in circulation? I mean, people are already using it? Yes. Over the Lunar New Year holidays, authorities in several cities in China have actually doled out red packets worth 200 RMB that can be downloaded onto smartphones. This will never happen for us, okay? (laughs) This appears to some as a trial for the new technology of digital yuan in preparation for it to be showcased to the world at the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics. So, I mean, would you say with between the yuan and the dollar, there's gonna there's like a bigger superpower struggle at play here? Yeah, you could say that. The digital yuan is actually a big step for China towards the internationalization of the currency, which is a long-held goal of the Chinese government. Despite China being one of the largest economies in the world, the yuan actually represents only a tiny fraction of the global foreign currency reserves and global payments. So with this digital yuan, it could be easier for China to increase the use of its currency for cross-border payments with its numerous trade partners. Although it doesn't look imminent, this could also appeal to countries looking to reduce their reliance on the US dollar for their foreign reserves somewhere down the road. Mm -hmm. But in the more immediate future, the opening up of China's domestic financial markets could attract more capital inflows and ultimately boost its currency. Political uncertainty with the US still presents a risk, but the new Biden administration could offer more predictability as compared to the volatile Trump era. I guess coming to the end of our podcast here, we talked a lot about politics, central banks, lots of money slushing everywhere, digital currencies. And if there's one thing you want our listeners to remember, what would that be? I would say be ready for a droopy dollar, but keep a close watch on the sneaky inflation. Yeah, well, better stock up and stuff in case inflation comes up, you know. But thanks for the chat, Sabrina. Thank you, Kelly. On behalf of Sabrina and all our colleagues here at Julius Bear, thank you for listening and do watch out for our next episode. See you soon. You have been listening to Beyond Markets by Julius Bear. If you like what you heard, subscribe to our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. To learn more about Julius Baer, our people, our latest thinking, visit us at www.juliusbaer.com. We will be back with a brand new episode soon. This is a podcast disclaimer. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. 
The podcast content is intended for information purposes only and does not constitute an offer, a recommendation or an invitation by or on behalf of Julius Baer to buy or sell any securities, security-based derivatives or other products or to participate in any particular trading strategy in any jurisdiction. Julius Baer does not accept liability for any loss arising from the use of the podcast content. Please refer to www.juliusbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further important legal information.